Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I'm delighted to be here with you again today. If you are a return listener, and if you're a new listener, then welcome. We are so glad to have you here, and I value, in fact, treasure your limited time and that you are choosing to spend it with me. So we're going to get right to it today. We don't have a lot of announcements going on um, other than the fact that I am in an epic travel season. So I'm happy to be in my office, but I leave again like at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Um, So let's get going. First, I like to do podcast episodes when I see themes in my coaching, whether that's my group coaching programs or one-to-one coaching. Um, It just seems like it's almost set up for me to do a podcast episode because it's a repetitive theme with lots of different people over the period of time before I record. So today, <laughs> and if you've ever been a coaching client of mine or even a really close friend, you will laugh at this because you hear me say it all the time, but I might ask a question and then my client or friend or whoever says, I don't know. Okay. When I hear the words, I don't know, my response 100% of the time is, I don't know, is not an acceptable coaching answer. (laughs) And the first time I ever say that to somebody, it just takes them aback. Like, oh, I'm not allowed to not know. It's like, no, you know, you know, you've got it in you. You have an inner knowing you might be confused. You might think you need more information. You might not feel confident in what, you know, but you know, you know, you know, and then it almost becomes like a running joke when somebody says, I don't know. I know Amber, I don't know. is not an acceptable coaching answer. Okay. (laughs) So glimpse behind the scenes and working with Amber. All right. So how do I get past that? And how do I get my clients to open up and think about what might be possible for them. And I'm, I'm saying it in that way, but what I want you to do is I want you to respond to yourself. When you think about like, what's the answer to this or what decision can I make? Or what do I really want? And then your answer is like, Oh, I don't know. I want you to tell yourself, I don't know is not an acceptable coaching answer. And then I want you to do this. So then I say, what would it look like if you did know And you're like, Amber, what? Like, what does that even change? I want you to think about that. What would it look like if you did know? What would it look like if you were confident? What would it look like if you had all the information that you needed? Like, let's just say that you had all the information that you needed to make a choice. Just pretend, just imagine, okay? And that is the piece that I want to walk you through today is I want to exercise your imagination. Now, um, this was credited to Nelson Mandela. I don't, I'm not confident that Nelson Mandela is the one who actually said it. There's a variety of different ways this was said um, and actually documented in manuscripts or whatever over the years. 
but somewhere in the 2000s, this got credited to Mel- Nelson Mandela. So I'm just going to say the quote. We don't know really where it came from. It always seems impossible until it's done. Now, I have a pretty wild imagination, <laughs> and <laughs> especially like in my Opryland days with Gaylord Hotels, or even when I owned Planet Nashville, which was my celebrity event planning company. Um, people would always say, like, I have no idea how you pulled that off, or I have no idea how we did that. At Opryland, especially, I was really close to our entire event team. So not even necessarily the people that I managed, but like the vendors and everybody that we worked with. We we did 133 plus events a year. So we were kind of tight. And we would come up with these wild ideas of events that no way could we pull off from a budgetary standpoint. I mean, y- y'all, I'm talking like I did pyro in a ballroom like pyrotechnics, like fireworks in a ballroom. We did break dancers, stilt walkers. Uh, I mean, just like, I, I, that's, and that's like not even the hardest stuff that we did. If I'm being really honest, that was just kind of like the, like the easy things to throw out there. Um, for example, we took an entire, uh, basically an MTV set and we had both pre-recorded music videos where we re-recorded we reproduced the the video. Like we actually acted it out. We brought in employees. We gave everybody their, their uh, scripts. We had employees actually sing the songs. We rewrote the lyrics to be in alignment with our company culture or, um, or things that they needed to learn about what was coming up in the hotel. And we created an entire MTV. We called it GTV for Gaylord TV. Um, show, if you will. And we even had live performances. We had the whole thriller, the in at Opryland. Okay. The, the, the sister hotel, the baby hotel across the street, the in at Opryland was responsible for performing thriller with Michael Jackson, werewolves, the whole shebang. Okay. So when I say that we would come up with like these crazy ideas, And then we would execute them. And then we would actually laugh with each other that we pulled it off. Like we didn't even know if we could pull it off. We just went out there and we did it. And not all of us were big risk takers like me. Like I'm, if, if you've heard me talk about the predictive index, I am a widespread five plus Sigma wide maverick a over D meaning I am all about some risk. And, and so that's comfortable to me, but not everybody on the event team was that way. So what was it that we shared? we were able to imagine, we were able to say, well, what would it look like if we could, what would it look like if we knew the answer to that? Like, let's just pretend that that doesn't even matter. So we're, we don't know how we're going to get step three done. Let's just pretend like we do. Let's move on to step four. When we start moving on to step four and step five and step six, somehow step three gets filled in because we just keep moving towards the vision that we have. So imagination, super strong. My parents used to joke all the time that I had like dual citizenship on planet earth and also la la land. Okay. (laughs) When I was a little girl, there were times that they would put their hands in front of me. If you're, if you're watching me on YouTube, you can see that I'm like putting my hand right in front of my face while I was watching Sesame street. And I would not even realize that they were trying to get my attention. I was so zoned in to the story. Okay. So ADD off the charts, obviously I talk about all the time diagnosed with ADD. Um, but as a kid, like I just imagine everything I had a pet worm, literally a pet worm. 
name Smiley, of course, because I was a big fan of Sesame Street. And when I dropped, these are fun facts about Amber. This is what you get for listening to the podcast. You can make fun of me in the future. I don't care. When I dropped Smiley in the road, when I was crossing the street from playing with my neighbors, I lost Smiley. And so being the little eighties kid that I was, I sang, I'm never going to let you go. I'm going to hold you in my arms forever to Smiley, who was God knows where probably splat on the asphalt somewhere. But anyways, this is my imagination. Okay. As an adult, it has served me as an adult, that wild imagination being the princess of La La Land has really come in handy because when my clients are unable to imagine, I can help them imagine. So just go all the way back. Hey, let me know what your thoughts are about X, Y, Z client. I don't know. Amber all together. Now I don't know is not an acceptable coaching answer. What would it look like if you did know? And then that's where the struggle begins. So Albert Einstein says, logic will get you from A to Z. Imagination will get you everywhere. So I want you to pick a problem. I'm going to give you just a minute. Pick a, pick a problem or maybe pick a challenge that you don't have a solution for. Maybe it's a decision that you have to make soon that you're uncertain about, that you're unclear on. And that's what I want you to focus on. And I'm going to pull up my notes here. Forgive me for those watching on YouTube. Um, so if you're not driving or on a treadmill or running, I do want you to close your eyes so that you can look in your mind's eye and really envision this. This is what I do. This is what I do before I go on stage. This is what I do before I have a difficult conversation. I close my eyes and I think about the outcome that I want. This is a technique that professional athletes use salespeople use. This is not lame. So just like stop getting in your head and stop thinking, Oh, I'm too cool for this. If you're too cool for this then you're too cool for imagination. And then you're too cool for Albert Einstein. So another Albert Einstein um, quote that I love is I am enough of an artist to draw freely upon my imagination. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. So you can close your eyes with me or do it later, or just kind of, if you were driving or on a treadmill or something like that, then just kind of go off into your minds, pay attention to the road, please. But put that, put that picture in your mind's eye as you're driving attentively. <laughs> okay. And then I want you to think about what it would look like if you did know the answer to this. I just want you to start imagining. So what would it look like? If you put your name in the hat for that promotion, what would it look like if you said, I have survived all I could survive in this business. My cash reserves are limited. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not really into this anymore. And I either want to sell my business or I want to close my business. And that's scary. And there's ego attached. What would it look like? If you did, what would it look like on the other side of that decision? What would your every day be like? That's the first question. What would be different about your life? What would be different if you broke up with that bad boyfriend who does not really respect you? What would it look like if you went out with that woman who you decided maybe it might be scary for you right now, but you're willing to put yourself out there again. What would that look like? What would it look like 
if you simply had an honest conversation with your kids about why your relationship is struggling so much, what would it look like if you went back to school? What there's so many different things that maybe it's that you have to have surgery. Maybe it's a choice in your business. Maybe it's about, you know, finding a strategic alliance. Maybe it's about firing a customer. Maybe it's something really big picture, like where to put your parents um, because you can't personally take care of them and you want them to have around the clock care. There's so many things that are going on in life right now. And it's very easy to just say, I don't know. So in your mind's eye, as you're thinking about what is the same in my life, if I went down this route, what is the same in my life? If I went down that route, which route at this point looks like the more appealing route, what changes, how would you feel? That's a really important thing. We so disconnect from our emotions. We have this head heart complex. I have it too. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's a meme where it's like door one is head door two is heart. And there's a person standing in between just like completely confused. That's me. I'm, I make decisions, um, sometimes situationally, sometimes I make decisions on, um, like facts and data and other times I make decisions less objectively, more subjectively. And that's based on gut instinct or previous experiences. But the one thing that I can tell you, and this is as a raging emotional person, I mean, I am so emotional and that's a good thing. And it's also, there's the shadow side, of course. Um, But the good thing is being an empath, being a highly sensitive person that obviously puts me in a position to really feel my audiences, respond to my audiences in real time. And it helps me coach better. It helps me connect with the person who I'm coaching. It helps me connect with you as listeners. Listen, when you email me, like I feel your energy, it's not, this is not a one-sided I'm talking into a microphone thing. Like I, it's because you all are so great about sending me direct messages on social media or sending me emails. When I ask you, you know, like, Hey, what do you think about this? Email me at amber, amber When I get that, like I can feel you. So collectively I have an understanding of who you are. And so that feel part is how I have to run my business. And anytime that I get in my head, I get stuck. Okay. So as we're thinking about, well, what would it look like if we did know, what are we experiencing? What are we no longer experiencing? What's the same about our life? What's different about our life? Um, what are you feeling? What's different about how you're feeling? What's the same about how you're feeling now? Who is in your life? Who is not in your life? That's a big question. That's where a lot of this fear comes from. So a lot of people who, for example, want to quit drinking or maybe just quit drinking as much. The fear there is that the social ramifications of that will leave them friendless. Well, I am here to tell you as somebody who has gone through this myself and I drink, obviously I like my brown water. I like my red wine. Um, I love my champs, (laughs) but I don't drink like some people that I used to hang out with drink. I don't drink like different relationships that I've been in drink and I am better for it. (laughs) So it's, it's a matter of understanding. I could potentially lose these relationships, but I gain a healthy liver. (laughs) I gain longevity in my life. I gain 
mornings where I don't wake up foggy, I gain better sleep. I gain uh, less bloat. I gain a more svelte figure. I gain the ability to take on more of the world in a beautiful way because I'm not constantly in this fog of alcohol. Now, if you drink, if you drink every day, I'm not judging you. I promise. I'm just saying this is something that I see happen. Another thing that I see happen is, um, is that friendships might lose when, or you might lose friendships when you become more spiritual, whether that's, you decide to start going to church or you are trying to just deepen your uh, sense of self. Maybe you're trying to deepen your, um, um, your, your connection to your highest self. So I know not everybody who listens to this podcast believes in God. I know not everybody who listens to his podcast considers themselves a Christian. So when I say spiritual, we all have a spirit, we all have a spiritual life. And if you're hanging out with a bunch of people who don't really care about that, and they don't care about the spiritual implications of the dynamics around them, you're going to be different and not necessarily as fun to them. Okay. If you're trying to become more self-aware of how you respond to different things and you choose to remove yourself from toxic situations and you don't want to hang out with certain people, but the other people in that group want those people to be included, you might have to remove yourself from that group. And this what I'm describing right now, this sense of loss, the sense of uh, missing out of FOMO of, of relationships deteriorating because of your choices. This is why you say, I don't know. I don't know. And coaching is code for, I don't want to deal with it. I don't know can be translated into I'm too scared to address that. And that's why it's my job as a coach. And it's your job as you're coaching yourself to say time out. It's not all boogie monsters. It's not all loss. Usually if you lose something, it opens up the space for you to gain something. So what if you lose a bunch of drunk friends? So what? Maybe they're great. Maybe they're super fun. Maybe you have history with them. But if their actions and how they spend their time, you don't have to like not be friends with them, but if they quit inviting you to things because you don't participate, are they really your friends to begin with? If they quit inviting you think to things, then guess what? Go get involved in a volleyball group, go get involved with a hiking group. I know in Nashville, there's like, I'm involved in lots of different things, um, there's a bike group for women. There is a stand-up paddleboard group. There is a hiking group. I mean, there's all kinds of different things where like you can trade the alcohol. And I, I'm just picking this as an example. Again, I'm not trying to like harp on anybody. Um, I'm just picking this as an example, or it could be like, let's switch from alcohol. It could be that you don't want to sit around and Netflix and chill all the time. You want to go to yoga classes, or you want to do active things. You don't want to sit around and drink and eat and do those things. You want to move your body. You want to experience life. You want to, you don't want to travel and then just stay in a bar the whole time or sit on the beach and, you know, slough around all the time, which let me just tell you, can be amazing sometimes, but not every time, right? If that is you and you want to live at a higher capacity, 
then you need to make that choice and you need to understand that you might lose some travel buddies. You might lose some Friday night buddies. If you prefer to go to the symphony as opposed to going to the bar yet again, um, then that, that means that you might have to find new people who get the newer version of you. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes when you make decisions and you go down that path, obviously I'm going to say it a different way (laughs) and you go down the path of what would this look like? If I did know what would be the same, what would be different? How would I feel? What relationships would remain? What relationships would change? What relationships would leave? When you go down those paths, then you can start to prepare your mind and your spirit for making the choice. Because if you stick your head in the sand, like an ostrich, then what is will always be. And that's uncomfortable. That's very uncomfortable. And that's why you're miserable. And that's why, that's why you're sitting there thinking like, why can't, why am I stuck? Why can't I open up my mind to something bigger, greater, better? Why is it that I can see those people up level and be successful and look like they're genuinely happy? And I put the show on, but I'm not really happy. What do I have to do? Well, you have to stop saying, I don't know. That's where we're, be- we're going to begin because I don't know is not an acceptable coaching answer. So now that we've gone through some of these thought processes, I want you to imagine what life would be like if you just move about knowing, if you just moved about your life, knowing what you want knowing how you're going to get it, or at least the first step, you don't have to know all the steps. You just have to know step one. Once you take step one, that might reveal step two. We talked about that a little bit ago. What would it feel like to walk around knowing (laughs) what would, what would your experience in the different areas of your life look like? If you made this choice, whatever that choice is, you quit your job, you change your job, you put your name in to go for a senior leadership role, you start a business, you close a business, you partner, you get acquired, you go for funding. What would the day-to-day of that look like? You wake up, what happens? What does your house look like? What does it smell like? What does it feel like? What are you tasting that day? Use all of your five senses. Who crosses your path (laughs) in a day? excuse me. I'm still trying to go over whatever this is. Y'all I tested no negative for COVID, but I'm feeling like long COVID might be a part of my life. So who knows? Anyways, I apologize if I continue to cough into this microphone. Who do you wake up next to? What text messages are on your phone? Who do you call that day? Who do you interact with? How do you interact with yourself? Do you have quiet time with yourself? What do you do for activities? What do you do to reduce stress? What types of foods are you eating? Are you drinking enough water throughout the day? Are you drinking other things throughout the day? No judgment. Again, you like your wine. So do I. When you're in your work day, how do you feel? Are you stressed? Are you worried? Is there anxiety? Are you accomplished? Do you feel whole? Do you feel purposeful in your work? Are you helping people? 
Are you helping people inside of your business? Are you helping people outside of your business? Are you helping people in your community? Are you respected? Are you respected? Are you respected? Move on to that afternoon. What does it feel like at the end of your workday? Where do you go? What do you do? Do you plop on the couch? Do you zone out? Do you go to the gym? Do you call a friend? Do you meet somebody for a hot tea? Do you meet somebody for a drink? Do you meet somebody for a run? Do you go pick up your dog from doggy daycare? Do you have a dog? When you get home from whatever that is, what does dinner look like? Are you with people? Do you have people over? Do you go out? Do you have a significant other? What does that experience look like? What does the keeping of your house look like? What are your day-to-day habits? What is your evening routine? Do you have time for yourself? What time do you go to bed? Do you sleep easily? What is ideal for you? What would it look like if you knew? Whatever this challenge is, this question is, this thing that you don't know, come on, you know, whatever that is. Yes, I am asking you to envision from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. And I even want you to imagine you sleeping in your bed or wherever you are. Are you traveling a lot? Are you footloose and fancy free? Are you a digital nomad? Like what's going on? Are you in suburban life? Are you in an urban area? What does your life look like? Is your life. It is your life. Nobody can tell you how to craft, how to form your life other than you. So I want to share with you actually uh, something that I shared with somebody else who sent me a message and was feeling like things were um, unraveling. Everything feels fragile, that sort of thing. And being brutally honest, like I always am, (laughs) I said, I felt that way through 2020. I mean, who didn't, right? But I decided that I create my own reality. And so to prove that to myself, I started making choices that supported the reality I wanted and not the one I was subject to. My life obviously looks very different, but I'm aligned and free from the crippling fear that it was all going to hell anyway. One choice, one opportunity, one challenge, one fear at a time. We cannot solve the world's or our world's problems in a day. But do you know what we can do? We can know. So the next time that you're mulling over something or somebody asks you about something that's happening in your life or might happen in your life, please, the minute that the words, I don't know, come out of your mouth, correct yourself and say, you know what? I do know. I just need to imagine it. I just need to envision it. Let me get back to you. Or you can say, you know what? I thought, I don't know. Would you be open to exploring that with me? You're not committing to anything. Nobody's put you on like a witness stand and sworn you in. You're just committing to imagining what it could be. That's my challenge for you. I hope this episode has been helpful. Um, I know that I probably share too much, (laughs) maybe not too much, Um, but I share a lot because guess what? I'm a human. And just because I have a mic does not mean that I have everything perfectly in line. So, um, I've been very honest with the challenges of the past couple of years and, um, and I, and I'm grateful 
in so many ways that as people come to me with their challenges, like granted, I've kind of been through a lot in life in general. So I tend to be very sensitive to other people's plights. However, um, you know, I can just go a little bit deeper now because of some of the things that I've experienced in my past couple of years. And, um, and I appreciate that. I I don't want to go back and live those years again, (laughs) but I am appreciative of that. And, um, and I'm just even more convicted in my philosophies in Velvet Machete, that process of, of being confident and compassionate about shooting people straight, but doing it with a sense of love. Um, and, and I think it's more important than ever for us to know because the world has gone mad. I think we can all agree with that. Um, it's, there's a lot of distrust or mistrust rather, um, and a lot of the, um, institutions, a lot of people don't trust the government. A lot of people don't trust the medical system. A lot of people don't trust the media. And so who can you trust? If not yourself, if you don't trust your own gut instinct, then you're going to get blown around with whatever wind passes by. So, um, let me know if there is something that you are working on or something that you are contending with something that you have to make a choice around something that maybe might be even visionary, like down the road or in the future. And you just haven't wanted to confront it because of the fear of what might happen. If write to me, Amber at amberhurdle.com. Let me know what that is for you. And, um, if you want to expand on it and tell me what, you know, obviously I am a vault. I have 10 and a half acres. I am going to bury your secrets on here at Chiron's Cove and, um, and that's it. So I hope that was helpful. I love you guys very, very much. Um, I want you to know that I pray for you every single day. I'm just even getting emotional saying that because there's somebody listening right now who needed that, who needed somebody to care about them. And, um, and I do from a genuine place. I'm not just saying that, um, it is, I'm actually getting up and leaving at six o'clock in the morning. Well, before that, like my plane is literally leaving it. I think we board at six, something six um, and cramming in a podcast episode prior to that is not exactly, um, the easiest thing to do when there's 9,000 other things to do. So I, I say that not to like get a pat on the back or an add a girl, but because I do this from a place of love, I do this because I care so deeply about you and I just can't imagine doing anything different. So, um, so let me know Amber at amberhurdle.com Or if you see this episode somewhere on social media, feel free to send me a DM. Um, I, I do my very best to answer everybody as quickly as possible. Granted I'm traveling tomorrow and I'll be on an airplane most of the day. because I'm going all the way to Oregon. Um, and then, um, we'll go from there. So have an amazing day and please, 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 you know, see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the bombshell business podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshell businesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses. 